You're listening to The Doctor's Companion brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCUService.com. and welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli, and with me today, our guest host is Mike O'Gorman. Hello, Mike. Hi, how are you? Good. Uh, Mike uh, Mike and I, if, you, if you've been following me for, uh, for I don't know. <laughs> nearly far, a decade. It's like nearly a decade. I know. It's ridiculous. I mm-hmm. It boggles my mind. Um, 2005. Um, yeah. And uh, back in Two Geeks and Mike podcast days. You were yeah. a listener of that and mm-hmm. um, would uh, come in and out uh, through emails and things like that. And uh, we've been in touch since then. And this is only the second time we've done a podcast together. Uh, Didn't you, you filled I in on the, the Geek third. In, right? Yeah, I, think, I actually think it's a third because I think I did – I think right towards the end of Two Geeks I did an episode. And then – because I, I, I know this because I did one in the old Black 20 office and then one while I was sitting in the new Black 20 oh, office. Oh, right. Yeah. And then and then, uh, and then then one in my old apartment in New York. So I think three. Okay. All right. Um, but it's been a while. It's been a few years. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's, it's been a while and, and we still have never met in person. No, which never. Which I <laughs> think is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm moving to L.A. soon, so hopefully that will change. Are um, you really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I think next year. I didn't year, even know that. Yeah, next year I'm going to move out there. Try, awesome. Try to awesome. actually be a screenwriter. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I brought you on here because um, you're doing a really weird thing. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as far as Doctor Who's concerned. Yeah. Um, why don't you uh, let everyone know what, what, what got you into the show and what well, you're doing? <laughs> I like a couple. Um, my probably was like a couple years ago. I actually wrote to you and I was like, "Hey, where's a good start? Where's a good uh, place to start if I wanted to like get into Doctor Who?" Because I had watched some episodes as a kid, but like wanted to get back into it. And you told me that it, the Christopher Eccleston stuff was a good jumping off point because they had kind of rebooted the show. And I went in and I went and I went to and I started watching that. And I guess like. Maybe it's like the in the second story or third story in that series, he he ends up going into like a sort of like archive of like these things. Like it's almost like the space museum. Mm. And uh, he sees one of the um, like a head of a Cyberman. Mm-hmm. And then he t- he tells Rose that like the, you know, oh, it's just some it's something I from my past or whatever he says. But then I was like, I hated not being in on that. So what I decided to do was to go back to the very beginning and watch every episode of Doctor Who from the first Doctor yeah. up to present day. Right. Yeah. And and I did this with Star Trek as well. I watched every Star Trek series, and it took me uh, nearly three years to do that. So so this and, and Doctor Who has been on for three years longer than Star Trek. 
for four years longer than Star Trek. So right. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You're only in the first Doctor still. I'm, yeah, I know. I'm on. I'm on season two, so still the first Doctor, but second second season. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. So today we're talking about the Space Museum, which uh, coincidentally, and I didn't know this, but apparently this was just mm-hmm. your next episode to watch. Yeah, it <laughs> it worked out really well and kind of you know forced me to to watch it because uh I was I was definitely I hadn't watched one in a while, and uh, yeah, this was my next one, so it was kind of. Awesome. Kind of uh, coincidental. Awesome. Um, all right. So uh, the background of significance for the Space Museum, uh, this comes from uh, season two, and Verity Lambert is still producing um, the, the the now movie famous La- Verity Lambert um, because mm. she was in that. Did you see that? That uh, that no, first Doctor I don't think so. Thing? Um, no. They did a behind the scenes. It's called an adventure of, in space and time, and it was about the first Doctor. Oh, tenure. oh, yes, yes, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and and now after post seeing that movie, I like. Whereas like before, I was like, oh, this idiot can't get his even his lines right. What the <laughs> hell's wrong with this? And then like after you watch that movie, you you just feel bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this poor old man. Like he, you know. Yeah. He was old, and they had him doing this sci-fi show, and he has all this like you know very uh complicated technical dialogue and i'm raking him over the coals because he like is stuttering <laughs> through his lines <laughs> um yeah yeah it's uh but it's it's uh that was really good and and it's funny because i think this is the first first doctor story i've seen since i watched that so um yeah i yeah i think it's mine too yeah so it really stuck out to me um mm-hmm. but uh yeah at first doctor it's uh it's dry it's hard to get through <laughs> yeah 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 it's tough um but, uh, yeah, so the big thing here, um, there's not a whole lot really, but this was uh, it's written by uh, Glenn Jones, who was commissioned um, to write this with the, uh, with the only stipulation being that it be cheap um, because the episode before this, the web planet, was, a sp- was really expensive to produce. And the one right after mm-hmm. this, the chase, is really expensive to produce. So they needed a really cheap right. in-studio story. Um, where they could reuse lots of things that they've already had um, <laughs> in storage. Yeah. And then the third episode, uh, Hartnell needed a little vacay, so so he's not in the third episode at That's all. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that he could have uh, he could have a break. Um, but uh, so he could smoke cigarettes and drink, apparently. Right. Yeah, and be mean to his grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh so yeah I mean that's that's really uh that's really it like there's not mm-hmm. really a whole lot going on in this um other than, other than it is obviously very cheap um although uh, I guess people um I guess Doctor Who scholars if that's what you want to call them um have looked at this episode and said that it is uh it's actually meant to be a comedy and that it's it's looking at the William Hartnell era and actually commenting on the whole era um, okay. Which is why, like the bad guys, the uh, the uh, Morox guys, they right. they rhyme with morons. Um, like it's, right. it's, they're basically morons, and uh, <laughs> and the uh, the rebels. It's like it's just another William Hartnell story where there's bad guys, and then there's rebels, and they help the rebels, and yeah, and everything. But everyone's idiots. Um, like yeah. you have yeah. that one guy who like he doesn't do anything but keep his hands at his hips. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just constantly. Um, I like the I like the uh, the Morox like um, I feel like the traditional alien salute is like the hand the fist over the you know the heart side of your chest. Yeah. And they and that is in 
that is in full force here <laughs> in this story. <laughs> oh yeah, they the, also the look, classic alien salute. They also look like Love Babylon it. Five aliens. They, they they look like Babylon Five aliens, but they also look like Gary Glitter. Accused <laughs> <laughs> uh, or convicted uh, child pornography addict Gary Glitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Uh, really so do. I couldn't get that out of my head, and then right away I couldn't take them seriously at all as bad guys. But yeah. Um, Thankfully, I don't think we're supposed to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, all right. So before we uh, before we really start talking about it, uh, remind everybody uh, we're sponsored by DCBService.com, which is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic books and collectibles at discounts your local comic book shop just can't compete with. Use DCBS to place your orders two months in advance, de- get discounts of forty percent off and special discounts up to fifty percent off. So place an order as big or small as you like. Choose to ship monthly, biweekly, or weekly with flat rate shipping of only six ninety five every time an order goes out. So thanks to DCBService.com. Also, InStockTrades.com, where you can purchase any hardcover or paperback graphic novel collection that's currently in print. Massive discounts of 25 to 45% off. And if that's not good enough for you, check back on Wednesdays uh, for new release specials of 50% off every single week. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. Um, okay, so with the Space Museum, like the big thing with the Space Museum is really that first episode. Which is I'm I'm sorry, Scott. What I was perusing in StockTrades.com. That sounds too good to be true. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It is. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that first episode of the Space Museum is. Um, I think it's it's really special because it's just it's just a really legitimately excellent episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of it is just kind of funny. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, you, you gotta love macho action hero Ian. Like that's just my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt yeah. like the only thing Ian needed uh, to add to to his whole look would have been like a captain hat, you know, like a yep. like a skipper cap. Um, yeah, I always love that Ian. Ian started out on this journey through space and time as like a like a very like weak uh, high school teacher. And now he can, like, take down guys twice his size with guns and swords. And, like, he's just become, like, this hand-to-hand combat, like, expert. Uh, he's, like, so, he's like so dual-wielding laser pistols in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's nuts. Um, yeah. No, I uh, – I, oh, God. Ian, the further into the show you get, like, Ian is just awesome. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that first episode is interesting because you have them – there's just so many really cool ideas in it. Just the idea of them seeing the end of their journey before the beginning is really interesting for uh, this early in Doctor Who. Yeah. Because um, that's ideas that they, they do all the time in modern mm-hmm. Who. But back then, I mean, that's like – that's that's crazy thoughts. I mean – Right. <laughs> um, it's like drug-induced. Uh, but it's – I think that the first episode is really great and um, – how just jumping the tracks, like jumping the tracks from time and just all of that and how no one can see them. And it's just really weird. And it's just yeah. a really cool way to keep the show cheap. And, and, and it was, you know, and maybe I'm an idiot, but like, I didn't, you know, it wasn't so, um, it wasn't so clear to me right from the get go that that's what happened. And I really like felt like, it was one of those times where it wasn't so predictable. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, the, you know, you don't really get it until almost the end what, what was happening, but, yeah. um, so that was different. Cause I feel like sometimes they show their hand a little too early. Oh yeah. Um, it was a really cool effect with like making 
the things look three dimensional and but they're clear, so they yeah. they just become like holograms or whatever. And yeah. it's obviously what's going on. They're just putting their hand behind a clear thing but right. but it it's like it works i mean the tardis mm-hmm. i think probably worked a little better than that whatever that thing was it looked like a hookah yeah. i don't know what that was yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but it was it's it was a really cool idea um for them to to pull off back then um, yeah but yeah so th- you get that great cliffhanger where um you know they they're catching up with themselves and realizing that yeah they need to start moving if they're gonna you know, avoid becoming wax models in this museum. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Madame Tussauds space museum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it's, uh, so you start this, this second episode, which is really like, that's the thing that's really interesting is you get kind of just get a tease of everything in the first episode, mm-hmm. but you have no idea what's going on until the second one. That's when the actual story starts. Right. Um, but you have these two, uh, factions in a museum which is weird yes um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah the morocks yeah you have the morocks and then you have the rebels and the rebels just look like beatniks um <laughs> with huge eyebrows with huge eyebrows <laughs> um and uh and <laughs> what i love about them is like <laughs> vicky goes and hangs out with them and she gets like you know she just gets this bff guy um the guy that right. always has his hands on his hips and i <laughs> love that vicky incites this revolution just because she's bored like she's yeah. just she wants to go home and she can't she's bored so uh i guess a revolution <laughs> yeah th- yeah there's a i i, I don't want to i don't want to go into it until we get to the third and fourth episode because there's some really funny things that vicky does in the or is it no yeah it's i think it's the third episode um but uh but yeah she just she, she's hanging out with like it seems like a teenage sort of like little hangout group and then she's like uh yeah get some guns let's fight let's fight back you know like we can't let these gary glitter guys push you around it's just so funny because all they need is a locksmith i mean yeah it's literally it (laughs) you know to start the revolution that's all they need they can't get through that door um (laughs) and uh it's it's uh, so you get that second episode and in um the the guys they they try to kidnap Hartnell and the doctor just yeah. like he just plays possum and then hides yes. in a Dalek like which is just yeah. my favorite thing. Um, they find yeah. a Dalek in this museum and he just climbs up inside of it and just that that shot of him just coming out of the Dalek like giggling like a little girl yeah with his his little laugh that he does yeah it's classic oh it's so good um, and then he does he does the voice too for a, for a moment he does the voice of a Dalek right yeah and then he pops up through the top which is funny yeah oh it's great um but then he ends up getting kidnapped by the the lead Morak guy and mm-hmm. uh, Morak Lobos is that his name what's that Lobos yeah Lobos is that the guys yeah. and uh he he gets he gets like locked into this chair that can read his mind and he just starts messing with the guy yeah yeah he starts like thinking about like old novelty bicycles and like <laughs> he at some point he asks him where he's from and just like a picture of like a little rock that's covered in like walruses like disappears <laughs> yeah and there's all this, like, walrus just like <laughs> he, swimming around he's like oh those are just some friends of mine <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, but you're not an amphibian. He's like, am I not? <laughs> and then you see that picture of him in like the long underwear or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So then the doctor gets covered away, and that's the end of that episode. And then he's not in the third episode. But mm-hmm. um, the third episode is all like Ian action hero. <laughs> right. Um, Barbara gets knocked out. 
Yeah, and, just, and that's that's where Vicky's uh, revealed to be a Republican because she's like so pro guns. Right. She's like, get just you guys need guns. Everyone needs guns if they're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna win anything, you need guns to do it. Yeah. So, and in order to get the guns that are in the armory, they need to open this door, and to open the door, they have to like talk to this computer that asks them questions. Um, it's like a real Riddler situation uh, that yeah. they have to get through. Um, but they have to uh, they have to be telling the truth. And answer the questions correctly. And she changes it so that she like messes with the computer to change it so that they just have to tell the truth. And apparently only ask or only answer two questions. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's like yeah, asking yeah. them like over a dozen questions originally. Yeah. We're running a little short on time on this episode, guys. So we're going to cut the second round of questions to two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so, so yeah, so they get their guns and they're like, oh, this is great. Let's just hold as many as we can. I was like, maybe just call in the other guys. Like, yeah. maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe you're going to each need more than one gun. I don't know. Yeah. Depending on how many, uh, other eyebrow guys there are, uh, we may need more guns. So maybe call some more guys yeah. or get like a shopping cart or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's just, I, I still don't, I still don't really get why everyone's living in the museum. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's so, it's so like, it's vague. It's like, cause like there, when, when the uh, explanation happens of like why these guys are fighting each other, it's like, well, they landed here and they put a museum like where our planet was. It's like, so is the museum, you know, or like where we were living. And it's like, so, you know, they just came here and put a museum up. I don't know. It's just so it's like it's such a simple thing that you like there's but there's so many questions that follow it. <laughs> They're like, you like, can still live here. You just. Yeah, you can live in the museum. <laughs> but, <laughs> or and then it does. It seems like, like they're just roaming around this museum and that's like their life, which is so odd. But, yeah. I don't know where their food supplies are, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, where do you sleep? I don't know. <laughs> in an exhibit, I guess. Um, and maybe there's a cafeteria that we don't see. Maybe. I, well, what were they hanging out in when they were like, you know. They were at the uh, the soda shop scene or whatever. With... Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where were they? Um, was that a cafeteria? No, it looked like it looked like a kind of like a basementy. Yeah. When they like after they have the guns, you mean? And they no, no, like, before are... that, where she incites the revolution, and they're at like oh, they're at like oh, a table yeah. together. Yes. Oh yeah, maybe. So maybe maybe that maybe was there the is like a cafeteria, a lunchroom. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Right. It's probably right next to the gift shop. <laughs> yeah <laughs> museum gift space museum gift shop yeah oh that would have been great that would have been just the perfect button where it's just yeah. like oh but yeah. wait i want a souvenir <laughs> yeah um, yeah and 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 like um oh what the morocco like moms are there with their kids like getting little <laughs> i'm sorry that's stupid <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, yeah, that's I, I mean, you know, and then so we get that third episode with uh, with all of them. And I just like <laughs> just is the third episode where Ian takes on the takes on like seven <laughs> more Uh I think I think that's the last. one. OK, that is the last but I one. I could be wrong. OK. Uh, yeah. Yeah. At uh, one point, like there's more that's just like I'm going to shoot you. There's like seven of them all around. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to shoot you. And then four of them just no <clears throat> five of them leave. And then there's only two left, and then he just has to fight these two, and it's just this long <laughs> fight scene <laughs> while he's trying to wrestle away the gun. Doesn't take the gun. Right. Just walks off, leaving the gun on the floor. 
Um, yeah. But he eventually gets two guns and then starts pushing that one guy around. He, that that is the I think that is the third episode because that's when the guy is still guarding the TARDIS. Right before they go to before he goes to save the Doctor, he yeah he takes out like seven guys in front of the TARDIS. Yeah, I think. it's crazy. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. but it just shows you like how bad of villains the Morocks are. Like they're oh yeah they've just been like you know taking it easy in this museum for probably yeah. a couple of decades and. <laughs> they're like the humans in like Wally. Yeah. <laughs> they've just been let to like they've haven't had any combat in so long. They've just sort of like slowed down completely and they're totally out of shape it seems. <laughs> yeah. So he like he he uh he takes that hostage, that one guy. Mhm. And uh and he just like <laughs> so funny because he's like, "All right, uh this, here's there's a guy coming. I'm going to hide behind this rock and you you tell him everything's <laughs> fine." And then he does it. And I'm just like <laughs> yep. I'm just like, dude, yeah. why, why, why would you listen to Ian? He's hiding behind a rock. Like, yeah. just be like, He's, there's a guy behind he, the rock. Like, he has no way to shoot you from that vantage. <laughs> like, there's no. <laughs> just tell your tell your boss that you know you're being you're a hostage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so so that happens, and then uh, they they lead Ian to the room where the doctor is getting prepared to be a, a wax figure <laughs> yeah and and ian like basically john mcclain's the gun he's got it behind his back oh right yeah that's right <laughs> and he ends up taking you know uh taking that guy by by revealing the gun behind his back which i thought was very funny oh my god john mcclain ian chester yeah. is the best <laughs> yeah. uh. terrorists take over a museum and the only one that can stop them is is ian oh so good um so uh so so in episode 4 um we uh basically Ian saves the doctor and doctor's kind of out of it and then the revolution starts and really what's funny about this fourth episode is um the revolution <clears throat> is happening and and everything but really it's about the the TARDIS crew just finding each other again and then just being like mm-hmm. yeah so we're going to go yeah. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it had like a very like Scooby Doo feel to it. Yeah, um, it's just kind of like, oh well, that's you know that's over. Yeah, let's wash our hands and get back to the TARDIS or whatever. Yeah, they just get out um, of there and then and just leave the uh, revolution to happen. And Vicky's Vicky's uh, conservative views reign their head again when she like she suggests they destroy the museum. <laughs> <laughs> just. Yeah, just, you know. We don't have any public funds for this, so let's just destroy the museum. (laughs) (laughs) Serves no educational purpose whatsoever now that we've taken. I don't think it ever did. It's just like. It probably did. It's just stuff labeled. Like, that's all it is. (laughs) Considering at one point, I'm pretty sure they were hiding behind, like, the the engine of a car. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I guess that's some sort of, uh, like. Some sort of yeah. scientific evolution of a spaceship, right? Yeah. Car came <laughs> yeah. first. I guess. Yeah, I guess you could consider that part of the space museum. Uh, it got there eventually. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then you get you get the the weird ending with the Daleks showing up, which is like a tease for the next story, right? Um, which is funny, just because you know you have like that Dalek like exhibit going on in episode one and two. And mm-hmm. and you're just like oh okay so the dogs aren't in this um, right and then and then they show up at the end which is uh, yeah interesting after making fun of them I just think it's cool that they ended with like real Daleks yeah 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 very cool um but yeah this is uh this is a really good story I think 
Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and I felt like it was a... I, I felt like the Crusade one... How many episodes is the Crusade? Is that like a, one of the six episode ones? I can't remember. Let me look it up. Um, I have it here. It's... So four episodes and then two and four are missing. So I probably watched those as like reconstructions. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, it felt... That one felt longer as four episodes, whereas this I whipped through it with like no problem. Mm-hmm. It just I just felt like the... The writing was better and the pacing was better and just it was more entertaining and yeah. even though it's you know ridiculous and the the Zerons are wearing vi- just visibly wearing sneakers, <laughs> <laughs> sneakers and turtlenecks. It's great. Yeah, I, I feel I've, at one point at the very end, I think you can see like I don't know if if it was like a like a Converse All Star logo on the side of one of the sneakers. It probably might have been something different because it's England, but. It looked like it was like a like a product label on the side of this guy's shoe. <laughs> that's great, <laughs> but that's what you love about Doctor those early Doctor Who's is they're so like oh yeah Ed Ed Woodian in there you know oh the best stuff is uh, once you get to the Cybermen and they're wearing tennis shoes that's the best that's great <laughs> just spray painted <laughs> tennis shoes it's awesome right <laughs> um, yeah so uh, so uh, yeah so this is a good one it's unfortunate that Glenn Jones this is the only thing that he wrote. Um, he, oh really? Yeah, he never wrote another episode after this. Uh, he huh. acted in one. Okay, like way later. I think it's uh like a third or fourth Doctor story, but this is the only one that uh that he wrote. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, so that's 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 the Space Museum. Um, it's uh it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would ask if you want to do another one of these, but. Our next first doctor is actually the tenth planet, which is his last story. Okay. Um. So you'd have a lot I'll, of catching up to do between now and yeah, then. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll get moving, but I don't know that I'll be done in time. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh. Let me see. Uh, one, two, three, four. It looks like about two months out. Yeah, I think. Hmm. It's a possibility. All right. Well, I'll I'll catch up with you. I know you're <laughs> about to get busy soon. Um, yeah, but just for a little while. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if they would do if if you think the BBC would do another movie, like progressing through the Doctors doing TV oh, movies would, about their. I would life. love that. I would love that, Wouldn't except that I'd want them to recast the Troughton guy. Oh, from like at the end of the right um, Hartnell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he. Um, no, <laughs> I was just even in his one scene, I was like, "Ooh, that's not Troughton." Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he reminded me of like that guy that everybody has a friend that thinks that they're really good at impressions, but is really not right. good. Yeah. Right. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, anyway, so, um, Mike, would you got anything to plug? You're, you're on best week ever a lot. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, best week ever. I'm on there every Friday at 10 PM. Um, I don't think there's anything else right now. Um, I'm getting ready to shoot this pilot in June for Comedy Central, so that's exciting. Yeah. Um, that's called Duty. It's like a cop comedy with uh, Gil Ozeri, who actually <laughs> writes on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You know, saying it out loud, I just realized how funny that the name of that show is. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just read it in like press releases or whatever, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, Duty, I get it, because he's a cop yeah or whatever and then I, you saying it out loud i was like oh right that's funny yeah i think they want i think for comedy central sake they want you to get the double meaning of that right yeah 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 oh that's good um 
so that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. And and Laura Steinel is in that as well, and she's in the new movie Draft Day with Kevin Costner. Oh, so okay, she's very talented and very nice. Uh, so that'll be fun, and hopefully that's that goes somewhere. Awesome. Um, and then in the meantime, yeah, just best week ever, and hanging out. All right, cool. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have to get you in on uh, on one of the other shows that we do. Yeah, definitely, um, love to sometime. all the time. All right. Um, so uh, if you guys have anything to say about the Space Museum, uh, go to thedoctorscompanion.us and leave a comment. Um, you can send us an email, tdcpodcast at gmail.com. Um, check out my other podcast, The Mind Robbers Versus, where we are starting up uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer very soon. Um, so check that out. Uh, and my flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, which I do with – Matt Smith, that you you know you probably remember him. Um, he used to yeah. be on this show. Um, yeah. So uh, th- those are both available at mindrobber.net. Uh, if you're on Twitter, follow at TDC Podcast, so you'll know a second uh, new episode hits. Um, follow our personal accounts. I'm at Scott Corelli and Mike. You're just at Michael Gorman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes, and most importantly, um, be our street team and get out there and tell people that we exist and that they should be listening. Um, next time we will be back. Uh, I believe I will be back talking about the third doctor story Inferno with nerdist writer, Kyle Anderson. Um, so, uh, we'll talk to you then. Thanks Mike. Yeah. Thank you. Bye.